I'm always going to have this pain. This pain's never going to go away. This pain's going to be the death of me. There's no cure for my pain. All those types of pain catastrophizing thoughts will make pain worse. And a lot of times what we have to do is start to work with our patients regarding mindset, regarding what's possible, what's the, what's the potential out there. Their expectation is another one. When patients come to you, if they're expecting that the treatment you're giving them is going to work, they're more likely to have a positive benefit or, or to experience relief than if they think, well, I don't know, this massage probably is not going to work, but I'm going to try it anyway. So expectation is another big factor. And all those go along with, you know, our thoughts and our emotions. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Today's episode is all about healing pain naturally with Dr. Joe Tata. With over 100 million people in America suffering from chronic pain, it's time we address this extremely important topic. I am not sure if you are aware, but I personally lived with chronic pain for over 15 years, and those were some of the darkest years of my life. You can listen to my full story on episode number one, Become a Healer in Your Own Home by Reinventing Healthcare, on this podcast. But basically, in a nutshell, I was on meds for many years, and I felt so hopeless without them, but I held on to hope that there was another way. Goodness, there had to be another way. I could not imagine being on pain meds for that many years of my life. I was so desperate to find a natural solution to my chronic and debilitating migraine and neck pain, and thankfully I did with an integrative approach, and that's why I am so passionate about sharing Dr. Joe Tata's powerful message today. I know that you are suffering from chronic pain as well, or that you know someone in your life that is. It isn't even just me and my family. I have many families who have dealt with chronic pain, and I am so grateful to be able to bring these types of solutions to them. Now, it's doctors like Joe Tata that are changing the way that we look at healing pain. But before Joe Tata dives into his proven strategies to accelerate healing and decrease pain naturally, I want to just quickly share a resource that I created for you to empower you to become the CEO of your own health. As you know, I'm an avid essential oil user and when use oils for literally everyday emergencies, muscle and joint pain, emotional support, non-toxic cleaning products, personal care recipes, hormone support, and so much more. And I also recognize that getting started with essential oils can feel like a daunting task because I still remember when I opened my first essential oil kit and literally did not know what to do with these oils. Luckily, after many years, I've become an expert in the field and I've created the perfect resource for you, my Essential Oils 101 online class. I will not only guide you through the basics of getting started with essential oils, including how to choose them, safety concerns, the need for dilution when you're applying topically, but also how to transform your life with only five essential oils. That's right, five essential oils is all you really need to get started. You will learn about their unique chemistry, how they affect the body and mind, including specific information on how to harness their powerful effectiveness in your home. Now, the number one question I get asked 
literally every single day is how do I use essential oils on myself and my family? Now, we all know that the internet is full of information about essential oils, but if you're anything like me, you don't want to just buy any oil or apply to an area on your body without feeling confident. I completely understand. I personally want to address all of your pressing questions and much more in my new Essential Oil 101 class. And as I mentioned before, I am literally going to show you how to transform your family's health with just five essential oils. Now, if you are ready to create powerful natural solutions with oils and make over your cleaning cabinet, medicine cabinet, and much more, don't miss out on this free class. You can find the link in the show notes at drmarisa.com slash episode 31, or just go to drmarisa.com slash E-O class. That is E as an elephant, O as in ostrich class. I can't wait to be on this incredible journey with you. Now let's get back into how you can heal pain naturally with Dr. Joe Tata. But before I bring him on, I just have to sing his praises. Dr. Joe Tata teaches you how to retrain your brain and body so that you can live a joy-free and pain-free life that you deserve. He is a doctor of physical therapy, a functional nutritionist, and an integrative pain expert with a number one best-selling book, Heal Your Pain Now. He is known for his integrating of neuroscience, nutrition, psychology, and movement into simple treatments for lasting pain relief. His mission is to quickly and compassionately heal your pain and reverse the global pain epidemic. And my gosh, what an epidemic it is. Now you can check him out on Dr. Joe's Healing Pain Podcast. He's another podcaster as well. Or you can work with him by joining the Heal Your Pain, Heal Your Life Integrated Pain Relief Program. And you can learn all about that at drjoetata.com. Welcome, Dr. Joe Tata. I am so happy to have you on the show today. Hey, Dr. Sandy. I'm so happy to be here with you. Awesome. Well, I am especially excited about this topic because as you know, this is your specialty. Millions and millions of people are dealing with pain. And so we're going to be talking about simple strategies to live a pain-free, healthy, and happy life, which I think a lot of people want every single day. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to live with with no pain or less suffering? Those are you know, I think typical human goals, if you will, to live a life that has, you know, really no pain and the least amount of suffering possible. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And I wanted to just dive on in. I'm always so curious about, you know, the journey to getting here. So what has inspired you to really focus on helping millions of people become pain-free? Oh, you know, my journey has like three roads that all lead to kind of where I am today. So the first road the first kind of stop on my my journey here was my mom went through a health crisis when I was very young. And I watched her go through a, a point in her life where she was very depressed and anxious and struggled with, struggled with a lot of chronic pain. So my mom was a nurse and she used to work the night shift in a hospital that focused primarily on kids with cancer. So she'd go to uh, work all evening on the night shift. But during the day, she was awake. She was taking care of you know the kids and the house and the dog and the dad, all the things that super moms do. And this is back in the late 70s where, you know, we looked at this kind of like burning the candle at both ends as like burnout. And now we can kind of look at it more as like adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout. But she got really burnt out. So I watched her kind of hit rock bottom. But the interesting thing is I watched her heal herself naturally. So she didn't take any drugs. 
She didn't have surgery. She didn't do anything that the traditional medical system probably would have pointed her in the direction of doing. She did everything 100% naturally. Nutrition was a big factor for her. Stress relief on a lot of different levels was a big factor. So I watched that and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And, you know, from from a, a kid's perspective, it fascinated me on how someone could kind of revive themselves, if you will. So throughout high school, I was also a gymnast. I had my own injuries and I was always into health and fitness and, you know, the human body and what makes it thrive. So physical therapy was a, a natural progression for me to go into that field in college. Somewhere in college or shortly thereafter, I developed a, a really rare autoimmune disease, which when you go in the sun, you actually break out head to toe in a rash. And I developed this when I was about 28 years old. So probably about, God, 10 different dermatologists and rheumatologists and all these types of specialists who couldn't figure out what it was. And it took me a while to figure out that I have a very severe gluten allergy slash insensitivity that causes this to happen. So, you know, it pushed me in the, in the realm of functional nutrition and functional medicine. And kind of the, that's my, my path and how I arrived at where I am today. I love that. I so appreciate that story. It must have been a really interesting and eye-opening experience to watch your mom in that healing process when that was so definitely against the norm then. It was, especially for my mom. As a nurse, because you're trained in the traditional medical system, you're more likely to take a pharmaceutical medication or to find your cure, so to speak, in the aisles of a drugstore. But my mom was also very, she was very critical. And to this day, still is. She's very critical of conventional medicine. I think because when you are in healthcare, like you and I are, Maritza, you see a lot of success stories, but you also see a lot of stories of people who have gone down the wrong path, either willingly or, or unknowingly. And she's you know, smart enough to say, okay, I think I have to look at my lifestyle and, and fix my life. Something's really not working here. So it was, it was really interesting. And I think back, you know, this is, you know, I'm, I'm 45 now. So I think back decades now, if I didn't watch her go through that, would my life have been different? And the answer I have come to the conclusion is definitely yes. Because she, you know, as many moms are, they're role models for their family. And oftentimes the habits that your parents have, particularly your mother have, the kids are going to have as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful and, and knock on wood every day that I watched her heal herself naturally because I had no idea that I was going to develop an autoimmune disease later in life that no one would be able to figure out a, a cure for. So I'm struggling with, you know, breaking out in rashes. I have IBS. I have joint pain of all these things that so many of our patients struggle with. And I'm like, okay, I'm healthy. Like I'm, I'm in my, you know, late 20s. I'm exercising. I'm sleeping okay. What is the problem here? For me, it was my gut health and a number of different other stresses that led to that. But, you know, I, I think the lesson is the behavior changes that we can teach people. The earlier we can teach them, the better they're going to be. And you know what? I think each and every one of us, I know all the listeners on the show and I myself, we, we're surrounded with people who are struggling in pain. You know, my dad has had chronic low back pain since as long as I can remember. And then I grew up with chronic migraines for the first, for a good chunk of my life, 15 years of my life, I was struggling with that. And so I want to paint a picture a little bit about why chronic pain, which is what so many people are worried with. I mean, I think acute pain, we get that concept. You run into a wall or whatever, you're going to have some acute pain, but it's the chronic pain that is really, you know, crippling so many people. And so can you talk, let's talk a little bit about why is chronic pain so difficult to treat? And then what is happening that we still have so many people suffering from it? 
Yeah, they're, they're both great questions. Uh, you know, in, in the United States, we have about one out of every three people struggle with chronic pain. So it's about 100 million Americans who have chronic pain of some form or variety. The reason why we have really failed as a system and a society to treat chronic pain is that we've been treating it like acute pain. And acute pain responds really well to something like an anti-inflammatory medication or surgery. If you're, like you said, you run into that wall and you break your arm, that's acute pain. You need to have, let's say, that, sh that surgery stabilized or put in a cast or fixated uh, surgically. But chronic pain is, is very different. And chronic pain is really less about the body and more about what's happening in the brain and nervous system. It doesn't mean that we ignore what's going on in the body because there are aspects of, of our physical body that are important, but chronic pain really needs to be treated from what's called a biopsychosocial perspective. And that's a fancy word, but it means we have to look at what's happening in the body, but also what's happening in, in someone's brain and someone's nervous system, as well as the, the complete environment in which they live. So we have yet really to develop that that system of care in traditional medicine, those of us in, you know, functional and integrative medicine have have better skills and tools to do that. And can you tell us a little bit about, I know we're, we're going to, I'm going to probably go back to some of the other questions I'm thinking of, but I mean, initially I know, I know I'm thinking, okay, what does that really look like? And I know this is exactly kind of what you, you function or you work with, with your patients. So can you dive in a little bit into what it means to kind of work with that system? We're not seeing that in the allopathic at all. No, the, the allopathic system is what they call a biomedical model. And that's when someone comes in, we are treating them, we're giving them something that's treating the symptom. And that, that's the pharmaceutical medication, the surgery. It could be something, you know, like a brace. It could be really uh, any number of things that just treat the symptoms. Where in that biopsychosocial model, we kind of look for the root cause of what the pain is. And what's interesting about chronic pain is that there's usually not just one cause. So with that acute pain, you break your arm, it's like, okay, that's the, it's the fracture. Let's just heal the fracture. Let's, let's fixate the fracture and it'll be fine. But with chronic pain, we have to look at a number of, of different variables. So oftentimes when we look at people with chronic pain, the, the three more common kind of 60,000 foot variables are one, their nutrition, two, their, their stress level. And then three, their sedentary behavior. So that's kind of like the 60,000-foot view of chronic pain. If you can start to dial in on the nutrition, on sedentary behaviors, and on someone's stress, then you're probably going to be about 75% of the way there. So a lot of it, as I'm hearing too, I mean, you're looking a lot at lifestyle, like what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis to either move themselves out of that inflammation or move themselves into it more. That's right. And, and chronic pain is the largest lifestyle disease. So when, people, when we say lifestyle disease, people think of oh, heart disease or diabetes or obesity. But chronic pain it affects more people than heart disease, cancer, and diabetes combined. So we've, we've given a lot of money and attention and research toward things like heart disease, but really the money and attention needs to start going toward things like chronic pain. Hmm. I liked that you were connecting, we talked to, just a briefly touched upon that, what happens with the neurological system. Can you talk a little bit more about the brain and pain connection? I know for me, there was a massive connection there for all of those years that I was dealing and suffering with migraines. I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, basically in your brain, there's a number of different parts of your brain 
that all connect and fire when you have chronic pain. But there's one particular part called the amygdala, which is responsible for that fight or flight response that you have. So if you're being uh, you know, chased down the street by someone who wants to rob you, that fight or flight response kicks in and you take off like a dart. So you start running. What's interesting about chronic pain is that fight or flight response persists for anywhere between three months to upwards of decades or years. And when that fight or flight response persists, you get chronic inflammation, you get chronic muscle tightness, things like headaches and migraines, IBS. Basically, your nervous system is really firing and setting off all sorts of signals throughout your body. Pain in and of itself is the biggest warning sign that your brain is going to set off. So whenever your brain wants to alert you that something's wrong, it's going to create pain as that warning signal. And a lot of people don't realize that just because I feel pain in my back, yes, there may be something in your back that needs to be taken care of, but ultimately that warning sign or that signal is coming from the brain. And I always tell people, no brain, no pain, meaning if you didn't have a brain, you wouldn't have any pain. So ultimately, the brain is the cause of pain and the brain is the output for for pain, no matter what type of pain you have. Now, you talked a little bit about fight or flight, which was interesting. And I wanted to just kind of connect or go further and deeper into, because I think about fight or flight, I think about how often every day people are thrown into fight or flight, right? That they get an email that sends them into a tailspin, or they they see a commercial that tells them that, you know, they probably don't have enough savings in their account for retirement. There's so many things that trigger us. So we think we we left the stove on and we left the house. What's the connection between stress and pain as well? Do you see that stress can drive even more pain in the body if someone's dealing with chronic pain? Absolutely. You see, your brain is like a a big satellite receptor, and it's taking in information all day long. So you have to think, how does my brain take in information? Well, it takes in information from the things that you hear, like you mentioned that commercial on television. It takes in information by the things that you see. So the commercial is another visual example of that. What you smell is another example of that. So if you smell a fire, you smell something burning, that fight or flight response might kick in. What you taste, so if you eat food that's bad or toxic, it typically shouldn't taste very well and it alerts you that I shouldn't be digesting or ingesting this. What you feel, so pain in your body is one, muscle tension and tightness is another. Putting your hand on a hot stove is another. So your brain has all these ways to take in information. And what your brain is doing is it's constantly weighing whether you're in a safe environment or you're in a dangerous environment. So the more danger signals you have, the more stress your brain perceives and the more likely your brain is to turn pain on. The more safety signals you have, the more likely your brain is to be in that relaxed state, that parasympathetic rest and digest or, or rest and play state, and you'll have no pain. So when you look at all the things in your life, you kind of constantly weighing, okay, how much danger am I in versus how much safety do I have? So looking at the, the five senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch is really a great way to say, okay, how can I bring some safety signals in through those senses? And once you do that, it helps turn down that, that pain response or turn down that pain signal. And is this kind of similar to the same link between our thoughts and emotions that are influencing pain? 
Are they some of the same connection, same relationship there? Because I can imagine that when we're feeling overwhelmed or we're feeling anxious or there are negative thoughts or whatever is going on in our body, goodness knows, you know, on a day-to-day basis, depending on the person, we're dominated by our feelings and our thoughts. Is that kind of the same connection there as when we're perceiving stressors from the environment? That's right. So your thoughts are kind of like the grand amplifier. So if you have thoughts of negativity, if you have thoughts of distress, if you have thoughts that are anxious or depressed or one of the you know many hundred thoughts that we have, if any of those are along the negative side, that it's kind of like putting fuel on a fire. So if you have a little bit of back pain, maybe let's say a two out of 10, but you get in a fight with your wife before you go to work, and then once you get to work, you have an argument with your coworker, guaranteed though that emotional response is going to amplify your pain and make your pain worse, not only in its intensity, but also uh, in its duration. And that feels to me, when I think about that, that someone can end up in a spiral. My thought is, you know, when I've worked with patients in pain, it is really difficult to be in a positive mood, to be in good spirits when you're in that much pain. It often leads to depression. And so do you see that oftentimes kind of this vicious cycle where people really struggle to get out of it? Yeah. So the clinical term for that is what's called pain catastrophizing. So that means you only see the negative. And oftentimes patients use these little verses or these little phrases And you can hear them. So if you're a clinician and you hear these types of phrases, it starts to cue you off to things you need to address or assess in some ways. But when patients say things like, I'm always going to have this pain, this pain's never going to go away, this pain's going to be the death of me, there's no cure for my pain, all those types of pain catastrophizing thoughts will, will make pain worse. And a lot of times what we have to do is start to work with our patients regarding mindset regarding what's possible, what's the, what's the potential out there. Their expectation is, is another one. When patients come to you, if they're expecting that the treatment you're giving them is going to work, they're more likely to have a positive benefit or, or to experience relief than if they think, well, I don't know, this massage probably is not going to work, but I'm going to try it anyway. So expectation is another big factor. And all those go along with you know our thoughts and our emotions. I wanted to explore that a little bit more. All right. Then I want to, we know you talked a little bit about this and specifically around your story, which I thought was so important. I know for me, one of the biggest game changes when I was moving out of pain and and I, for a long time, believed that I was going to be, not only did I believe it, but I was told that my, my chronic pain was something I was just going to have to live with until I met a doctor who told me otherwise. And one of the things that made probably the biggest shift in how I was, how my body was functioning, how I was dealing with stress, all of it was nutrition. And I know for you, very much a big part of that autoimmune condition was driven by gut health. So can you talk a little bit about what does nutrition have to do with pain and what kind of things can we do nutritionally to reduce pain in the body? Yeah, it's a great topic. For, for so many people, they, they're caught in a state of chronic inflammation. So if you look at patients who are struggling with um, obesity or being overweight, if you look at the amount of people who struggle with things like prediabetes or diabetes, all those are inflammatory conditions. And the best way to treat any inflammatory condition is to reduce inflammation naturally. And the way, the, the way you do that is through nutrition. And ultimately, the way you do that is through healing your gut, is looking at the effects of food, nutrition, and nutrients on, on your gut health. And for me, it was a gluten and dairy insensitivity. And once I figured out what those two things were, not only did my IBS get better, but my joint pain went away and this reaction I would have to the sun, you wouldn't think a person would have a reaction to the sun where they would break out 
all over their entire body, but that's exactly what happened. So, you know, healing the gut is a big factor. What people don't make the connection with is how, how can my gut health connect to my joint health? And when, you, when your immune system is, is on fire from your gut being inflamed, there are inflammatory chemicals and proteins that circulate throughout your entire body. And the one place they wind up landing are in your joint tissue, so the, in your tendons, in your muscles, in the synovial sheaths that line your, your joints, in your cartilage. And they land there and they set off you know, their own inflammatory response. You can take an anti-inflammatory medication and that may help you temporarily, but it's not going to put out the fire. The way to put out the fire is to decrease the inflammation that you have that's typically coming from your gut, which is linked to, to diet. I also wanted to, to explore, we're talking about inflammation specifically, and, and I hope that people are really kind of getting a sense of that's what's really driving things. So how do we begin to quell the inflammation in the body? We talked about emotions, how they play a role. We talked about how stress and really lifestyle. Are there other recommendations that you can make that people can do at home or a day-to-day basis to help to lower inflammation inside of the body? Yeah. I mean, of course, nutrition is, is the first one. And nutrition, people get confused by a lot because it's so much information out there. But I have people keep it really simple that if you can start with just at least a 100% whole foods diet, meaning that you should be eating things that don't come in a box, a can, or is you know factory produced by, by man, if you can start there, it's a really great place to, to start. And a lot of people will, will feel better, they'll lose weight, they'll have less joint pain, less headaches, and their autoimmune disease will start to decrease, even reverse with just a 100% whole food diet. So, you know, well, what's a whole food diet? It's, it's fresh fruits and vegetables. It's lean cuts of poultry, beef, fish, nuts and seeds, even whole dairy, if, if that's something that you can tolerate and you have access to. But, you know, as, as well as I do, Marita, that if you have an autoimmune disease, you need to kind of go one step deeper or one step further. So for those people looking towards some type of elimination diet where they kind of test foods on their own and figure out where their intolerance is to certain foods. For the simplest, I tell people to get off gluten, dairy, and sugar 100% for at least 30 days. Some people need to be off it for three months and, and see how they feel. See if their inflammation decreases, see if their swelling goes away, see if their joints feel better, see if they can sleep better at night. Headaches, like you mentioned before, and of course, IBS um, is another big one that, that tends to alleviate itself. And then are there, especially if people are dealing with joint pain or, or, or cervical pain or lumbar pain, are there, are there movement strategies that they can begin to implement? So that, you know, I think one of the big concerns is that people feel, they don't feel empowered. They feel powerless when it comes to their pain, that it's completely controlling them. What are things that people can do to feel like, okay, if, as long as I'm doing some of these things, I'm moving in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, movement's medicine. So whatever type of movement that you can find that you like to do that, that feels good for you, that doesn't cause your pain to flare or to increase, that's really positive. So, you know, movement is, is like nutrition. It's very specific and very personalized. If you haven't moved in a long time, then you know, you may want to see some type of professional like a physical therapist or a chiropractor that can help you with movement. They'll also help you with types of, of manual therapy, whether it's joint mobilization or manipulation, which has been proven to, to help decrease pain and increase people's function. So, you know, you can always start there. If not, things like a, a very gentle or restorative yoga class is a wonderful thing, Pilates or Feldenkrais, things like Tai Chi, those are all really nice, easy, gentle ways 
to start exercising. Oftentimes they're done within a group setting, which is, is powerful for people as well because you get the kind of social support that you don't often get when you're just, you know, let's say exercising at home by yourself or going to the gym and, and exercising, you know, on your own. Above and beyond that, then it just really it comes down to how much time do you really want to dedicate to exercising. What I really think is the kind of secret sauce for people once they're starting to move beyond pain, they're feeling more empowered, is twice a week to do something that involves strength training and once a week to do something that involves some type of high-intensity training and then once a week to do something that involves some type of flexibility and mobility training. If you can do that four times a week, you're golden and you not only feel better, but you'll probably stave off a number of chronic diseases that are, are plagued by people who live in, in Western society who don't move at all. Right. More of a sedentary lifestyle. Yeah, that's right. Now, I know, I know our listeners are definitely looking for that little glimmer of hope. Would you be open to sharing a success story? I know that you have had such a phenomenal success, not only with your book, but also with your patients on getting them out of pain. Um, I'd love to hear a story that you, you love to share. Yeah, I mean, I have so many. The The one that comes to mind just recently is a woman by the name of Carol. And, and Carol found me through my book. She found my book, actually. Read my book, and then from my book, found my website and a lot of the, the programs that I offer. And she joined my online program. And Carol is 62 years old, and she's had fibromyalgia for the past 20 years. And she's, you know, the typical chronic pain patient has seen upwards of 10 to 15 practitioners and still haven't found a, have found a solution or relief. So Carol found my program. She went through my program. She put herself on, on a diet that worked for her. She learned about what the brain and pain really means on a, on a much deeper level and how to work in some strategies. And her chronic pain started to reverse itself. Now, the, the, the thing about Carol is that she worked from home. So she walked around her house using a walker. And the other fascinating thing about Carol is Carol's husband, is a C5 paraplegic. So she not only has chronic pain, but she lives and takes care of her husband who has a disability on, you know, on his own. So she's got a lot on her plate. She's got a lot of things that, that cause her to have stress and to put pressure on her. But she was able to reverse her chronic pain. She no, long, no longer walks with a walker. She goes out walking in her neighborhood four times a night and she actually goes to a, a warm water pool therapy class, which has been really great for her mobility and her strength. And for the first time in 30 years, Carol and her husband went on a cruise. They took a vacation for the first time. So she's really been homebound. And for her, that was a huge, huge experience to be able to leave her home for a week, go to the airport, get on a plane, get on a boat, and cruise around the Caribbean and come back um, home to where she lives in uh, outside of Chicago. So that's really, she's really kind of one of my big success stories recently. Oh my goodness. I just love that story. And gosh, what so much that she had on her plate. And just in case people are wondering, Dr. Tata has a book called Heal Pain Now. It's a bestseller and I absolutely love it. Now, Joe, I love, love to ask this question to everyone. And I wanted to know, because people always want to know what the doctors are doing, especially because of your own story, right? Recovering over from that autoimmune disease. I can't imagine not being able to go in the sun. You know, I'm a California girl. <laughs> and so I, I'm in the sun all the time. I mean, I live in San Diego. It's, I don't even know. It's really hot right now today. <laughs> 
So overcoming that yourself is such a big thing. So what is it that you're doing every day? Because clearly autoimmunity, I mean, we have the ability to heal it, but we always have to be so mindful of it as well. What are you doing? What's the one thing that you do or the natural solution that's the big needle mover for you to stay as healthy as you are? I only have to give you one thing. Is that just one? one thing? Okay, you can oh give me God. more than one thing. But I, I mean, you know what? There's been a lot of people who give me more than one thing. But <laughs> Well, I'll say that, you know, health is 80% nutrition based. So you, you really have to think of your nutrition on a daily basis. But other than that, for me, really for the past, I'd say about five years, I've gotten really into different types of mindfulness-based stress reduction. So different types of mindfulness meditation techniques that have really helped me because I think the one thing that is always with you, even when you go on vacation, are your thoughts and your emotions. So you can escape friends and family that are stressful. You can escape a job that's stressful. You can escape so many different things, but your thoughts and emotions stay with you. And mindfulness-based stress reduction is a really wonderful way to decrease your stress to decrease inflammation, to decrease pain. And in a lot of studies, it's actually linked to longevity. So for me, it's working in some type of mindfulness-based meditation technique, typically on a, on a daily basis. It's really rare that I, that I miss that. Usually it's anywhere between 20 to 30 minutes a day. I love it. Oh my goodness. That's such a wonderful thing. And I know that would be so helpful for so many people dealing with chronic stress and chronic inflammation. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Now, before we go, you have an incredible free gift that you're going to be offering. And I would love to hear about it. I have it right in front of me. It is your pain-free living guide. Yeah. So my pain-free living guide, I, I created this so people would, you know, they'd be able to go a little bit deeper on some of the, the concepts we talked about today. So it talks about the basis of nutrition and how you can use nutrition to decrease pain. It talks about the brain in pain is the biggest part of that book that oftentimes people don't realize the link between what's happening in their brain and nervous system along with the connection to their pain. So that's really what the book is about. And it's guaranteed to take you one level deeper. And in a lot of ways, it's guaranteed to help reverse your pain right now today. Well, I love all of the strategies that it has inside of it. So we're talking about mindfulness, the pain, emotional connection, which we just barely touched upon today, movement, nutrition, and even getting into functional medicine, really all of the facets to get people, well, at least move people in the direction of feeling, feeling like I said, pain-free. We talked about that early when we got started. Now we're going to have the gift, the link to the gift in the show notes, and we'll point you exactly to where you need to go for that. So please take a moment, go to the show notes, download this link. Also, if you want to find Dr. Joe Tata, you just have to go to drjotata.com. It's D-R-J-O-E-T-A-T-T-A.com. Definitely check him out. And I love, love your book, Dr. Tata. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your incredible wisdom with us. Thank you. It's been great being here with you today. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. So often, many practitioners become healers because of their healing journey. Joe and I have always bonded over the fact that healing our health concerns inspired us to want to devote our lives serving you. Over the years, I have received hundreds of emails from you telling me about your chronic pain stories, asking for another way to heal. And that is why I'm so excited to share Dr. Joe's incredible expertise with you today. Now, if you are ready to dive into a new way of healing your pain naturally, do yourself the biggest favor and grab Dr. Joe's pain-free living guide. 
Now his pain-free living guide is literally the ultimate resource to retrain your brain and body for a pain-free life. And honestly, what do you have to lose? This is one of the first steps that you can take to healing your body and becoming pain-free. Now you can head over to the show notes to grab this incredible guide at drmarisa.com slash episode 31 or just go to drmarisa.com slash podcast. And also register for the 101 class, the 101 essential oil transformation class that I am hosting especially for you. And all you got to do is just head on over to drmarisa.com slash EO class. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast. Our next episode is all about the keto diet, which I know you've been hearing so much about. Or rather, we're going to be diving into the Ketotarian Diet by Dr. Will Cole. Now, what I love about Dr. Cole's take on this diet is the incredible benefits for women just like you and me. So I can't wait for you to listen in on this incredible episode. But before I go, or before you go rather, if you have even just three minutes quickly head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and rate and review this podcast. Your reviews literally help to shape this show. That way I can continue to serve you and other amazing women who are ready to become healers in their own home. Well, until the next episode, which I can't wait to see you there, have an incredible day.